Now my man Arlex put me on the scud. All right, guys. Welcome back to the second episode of Comically Speaking. First one nice. got off the ground. We'll see what happens this time. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, as yeah. usual. Oh, yeah. Nice Good to, to see you. Good to meet you guys. Yeah, yeah we got a new guy with us today. Melvin has joined the chat. Good to have you, bud. Thank you. I think we're going to start off with uh, the Ant-Man review. We've all mm. seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, what did we think? I, I'm going to give it two thumbs up. Out of how many thumbs? Good question. Two thumbs is good. Fair enough. <laughs> I I enjoy it. I I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it probably more than most. Phase four, you know, it's uh probably the perfect edition. Maybe maybe one of the better ones, especially from a movie standpoint. And uh, you know, I like the spacey stuff. It's weird. It's weird, and that's what I like about it. I've heard complaints about the graphics and how how it looks to see from a CGI standpoint and stuff. And I didn't I didn't like. I didn't really notice too much that like the CGI was lacking, but uh, I think they played it perfectly. Uh, I think it was a nice balance. Per- perfectly strong, strong yeah. word, but it's you know it's 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 certainly got its strengths. What can you say? We're we're trying here. We're reaching. We're reaching. We're trying to get some momentum back <laughs> in yeah. the in the the MCU. And uh, I'm not saying it restored it. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, I think I'm on the same page as you. It's good, uh, not great. A lot yeah. of things I liked about it. You know, the alien who finally got his whole. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, my, they, I, honestly, though, Kang did it for me. He, I think that's what actually brought it up to the second thumb was Kang. I mean, when honestly. he finally unleashed, yep. he, you got a toe in the water of his potential. Yep, he's definitely got some big bad in him. Definitely, yeah. I, I I think entertaining is a good word. Like I I agree that it was entertaining, a very entertaining movie. Um, I don't know if it was good. I, I have reservations about story let's say and i felt like they did a decent job but it wasn't up there with the greats you know what i mean some of the great marvel movies that they put out like definitely not up there i also think that i'm not feeling the same way about kang that i feel like i should be that i was feeling about thanos that i you know um i love that kang was in it i wanted to see him how they did him so bad um but i i don't know for me I was like left a little wanting. Like I, I felt like they undersold him somehow. Well, I think I think that's why they did that, though. I mean, they have a lot more to go with him. Well, yeah, the absolutely. Biggest swing a in the miss was more. Lewis wasn't in this one, right? Like automatically, not the best yeah. one. The introduction to Kang, I think, honestly, in my opinion, I think they did it right. They brought him out. They showed him what he can do. I honestly, I think for an introduction of a guy like that. Mm, my, my reservation, I think, comes in the fact that um, you have that Council of Kangs, and they showed it like, kind of in the end credit scene and whatnot, and mm-hmm. there's like, you know, thousands, millions of Kangs. Um, they're all supposed to be scared of this one dude, the Kang the Conqueror. And so that is what, that's why I felt like it lacked something, because I felt like he wasn't powerful enough to be, you know, to have all these dudes scared of him, you know, but... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I I will watch it again. Obviously, that's but. one of the uh, the rumors going around that he's not dead yet. Mm-mm. Like they didn't go into him being super powerful, and the reason they're all scared of him. So the rumor yeah, is yeah. I don't know if this will come out spoilers if it is or isn't. But I'm thinking he comes back and actually winds up being an ally of the Avengers to defeat the rest of the Kangs, 
because he's the one they're afraid of, so he's one of the more powerful ones. Yeah. And he said he didn't seem to be doing, in his mind, anything wrong. He's not out there to be evil. He's True. just... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i sure we'll talk more about this when we get into Kang, but, uh, I mean, they know more than what we do, right? Like, yeah. they, the whole idea of Kang is, like, he knows what's going to happen. Like, so, um, yeah, maybe there is something maybe there's a reason that they that we don't know that's why they were scared of him but but for him to get taken like to kang the avengers aren't even enough but so for him to get taken down by ant-man was kind of like eh, i don't know <laughs> i didn't really get taken down by ant-man but army of ants an army of giant ants superior <laughs> millions of years evolved ants i like ants but <laughs> i like awesome. i still like the movie i I found it entertaining, and I think that's a really good word to use, mm-hmm. you know. Now, is this the, the final of the last phase or the first of the new phase? That's a good question, mm. actually. I, I might have misquoted in saying it's phase four. I assumed it was phase four. Well, no, there's so many it's, slate changes. First, it's it's yeah. first of new phase. Okay, uh, that's it. Weirdly, yeah. that also means that phase four ended with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is a really... <laughs> Like, wet fart ending yeah. <laughs> to the face, but... Any movie with Kevin Bacon, top of my list, it, ever I, since Tremors. I, I thought that one was really good. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll I'll state that I think Phase 4 was TV show great, movie mediocre for pretty much the entire run of it. I thought every show yeah. did what it was supposed to do. Most of the movies, eh. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm concerned, I think. You know what I mean? Or maybe that's why I didn't like Ant-Man as much as I should have is because I feel like they've been on this downward trajectory with the movies. And I think they addressed it themselves. They said that um, they actually pushed some things back and like rewrote some stuff because the movies are supposed to feel more grandiose in terms of scope and scale and everything like that and like connect... And the TV shows are supposed to just kind of be supplemental and like not essential. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, so I, I think that I, I feel like they've kind of faltered or maybe, you know, just the first three phases and the Infinity War and everything was just so great that it's kind of hard. And maybe we need to cater. Our, I mean, sorry, uh, you know, tone down our expectations to let them build that back up again. I think it also felt like it was without an end point. You know what I mean? Like, when you had Thanos throughout a bunch of phases, you're like, okay, we're building towards this. But if the last theatrical part of phase four was Wakanda Forever, like, it, mm-hmm. nothing that I watched felt like it was building towards mm-hmm. the yeah. Wakanda Forever movie. Like, it just kind of felt like these very long, unnecessary one-offs. I also think, honestly, since we're fresh off the Oscars... I think Marvel felt a little embarrassed that a small indie film did a better multiverse movie than they did. <laughs> like, yeah. like everything, everywhere, all at once. Is I got to watch that exactly again. That what so I wanted Doctor Strange weird. to be. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It went, but you know what I mean. Like oh, yeah. that was weird as hell, and that's yeah. what I was when I went into Doctor Strange, and they had that moment where they're paint for a second, and I was like, "Yes, this movie." And then they just landed in a universe that's exactly like the universe that they were already in. I'm like, there's nothing mad about this multiverse. (laughs) It was funny seeing uh, Ash from Evil Dead show up, Bruce Campbell. But that's what I want. I wanted them to keep jumping and just have repeated Bruce Campbell cameos in every new universe. Like, I wanted... It's just, I was like, you went to a multiverse. Mm. Like, you have a character who... That was my other complaint with that movie. I liked that movie. I would probably say that was one of the better movies in Phase 4. Me too. But, like... You've established a character who, under any element of stress, immediately jumps 
And then there's how long of a chase scene and people shooting at him and that doesn't trigger him to jump into a different multiverse for three hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. like. Wait, wait, can I actually go back to what you said about phase one? Uh, and if we want to compare real quick, yeah. right? The first time we see Thanos on screen is only for a split second and it is end of credits, Avengers, end of phase one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was such a tease and yet that movie was the perfect way to end that first phase, like to bring everything exact together. Like perfection. we got our first, yes, we got our first instance of heroes who are all super in their own right coming together to defeat, uh, you know, a, a greater evil. Like it was. That's another thing is they've kind of gone off track with the after credits. Remember going back past that to Iron Man. Like, nobody knew it was coming. And then Samuel Jackson comes up and teases the Avengers. Right. Like it's everybody hype. I, I mean, my assumption is that a lot of the phase four problems, I don't think they want to say it this way, but I think Chadwick dying out of nowhere really, mm -hmm. I feel like watching it now, I'm like, I have a feeling they were really trying to gear up Black Panther to be the head of this new group mm -hmm. of the Avengers. And then all of a sudden your black Black Panther isn't on this plane of existence anymore yeah and you've got to think fast he he, he, he would have been great too yeah like both as a, a character in the comics and as an actor like yeah would have been perfect that's why i'm surprised that wakanda forever did as good as it did i mean it was a completely different script halfway done it shouldn't yeah, have been as good as it was yeah, for they sure definitely <laughs> had to throw that together mm. i mean they wanted to get it out there but yeah with him gone mm. i think they did yeah. decent with that one yeah like it was yeah. one of the better phase Mm. Yeah, and it's not that I disliked the Phase 4 ones, but like a lot of those movies, I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to sit down and revisit 90% of them. But I'll rewatch like WandaVision. I'll be like, all right, I'll revisit that. It was great. <laughs> like, yeah. Loki, Loki Season 1, I've already rewatched. Re yeah, the whole you know, thing. Like, I'm watching it right now. It's yeah, great. Like Hawkeye, even, I'm like, you know what? Hawkeye might become like a, Christ, like a December the... thing. I'll just check it. It feels like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in the Marvel Universe. It was great. Oh, what a great yeah. movie that That's, is, too. Like... That's the Christmas list <clears throat> Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Lethal Hawkeye. Weapon, Die, Die Hard. Hard, and now Hawkeye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have Die Hard. Come on now. Santa yeah. doesn't come down the chimney until John McClane clears the room. <laughs> That's, That's right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of them were a little too comic-y. And uh, don't get me wrong, in, in Shang-Chi, some of those moments were, like, my favorite parts of the movie. Mm -hmm. But, like, especially with the guy who you think is, is gone, the original Mandarin. The oh, fake ben Mandarin. Kingsley. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, Trevor all of, Slattery. All of his moments were magical, as far as I was concerned. But then some of the, you know. Uh, him and that no-face dog. Played that. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was just so great, but some of like the fight at the end and like it, it was it was a little too like all right we're taken from comics, but it was a little too comicky, you know. Like we're supposed to be making it live action, not. That's kind of what we touched on just, last one with uh, Taika Waititi going a little too far with the newest Thor. Like mm -hmm. keep a little comedy in it, but mm -hmm. give me a reason to be you know in suspense on the edge of my seat. What's going to happen? Not just laughing, knowing all right everything's going to work out. This is hilarious. Yeah, I think Thor Ragnarok might have been so great because the first two were so serious, mm -hmm. like in part. But you didn't like the comic relief in that movie didn't draw away from the seriousness almost like um, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I feel like the comic relief in Thor Love and Thunder, like to me, it's just the threat was never there. It was punchline punch after punchline after yeah. punchline. I was never worried about 
you know, like Gore the God Butcher, who's, by the way, one of the most badass Volver villains there is. And not to mention played by Christian Bale. Yeah, who I love, you know, like, but. Yeah. And then they killed him. <laughs> like he was, that was like such a well-acted role. And then he just, and then they just like, why, why would you kill that character? Yeah, Marvel's got to stop killing people off. Yeah, especially villains. Mm-hmm. They're going to run out of good ones quick. And so they are. Well, with the multiverse, they can just kind of bring anyone back they want whenever they want. That's what we discussed the last time. Yeah. Multiverse is just, yeah. You're dead? Okay, we'll bring another one in. Get out of jail. Free card, reset button. That's been a classic Marvel thing for a long time now, though. They just, when they need somebody, they bring them back. They find a reason. They find, you know. What's the the old adage? It's like no one's really dead in the comic books except for Uncle Ben and... uh, Batman's parents. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anybody, anybody else, they can come back at any moment. Without either of those things, didn't, you don't have Spider-Man and you don't have Batman. So. Didn't Secret Wars 2 like, take that off the table? Didn't it like, just destroy every other multiverse except for... Was I, mean, it I think that's what we're building to with the Kangs, right? I feel like that's what Phase 5 is going to be is dest- tightening up that multiverse. And that's kind of what I think they're doing. This is yeah. the multiverse saga. And if they do it right and... Avengers Secret War is based more on the second one and yeah. just kind of wipes out the multiverse. Might be the way to do it. Plus, if you're doing it that way, you have to have Doom. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like all of Phase 5 is going to be closing up the multiverse and bringing in the Fantastic Four. I think they're, those are the yeah, two main goals. They're going to have to because the multiverse <laughs> can be, I mean, just chaos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be sloppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They it to kind of already has been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if that's the case where they're just like, okay, we'll bring you back, we'll bring you back. It, it's sloppy. It's too much. It's like, come on, end, end certain things and bring certain things out. So that's while we're it. talking about it, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's try to clean up the sloppiness. We got Kang. We got Kang the Conqueror. We got all these Kangs. Are all these Kangs, and, 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 and talk to me like I'm a person who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. All these talk Kangs. To you like you. Yeah, pretty much. We have all these Kangs, but they're not all a threat. When, we, when we're talking about Kang, like K- the Kang the Conqueror, the Kang we're seeing in Anchorman, or Ant-Man, that's, our, that's, our, that's the person we're most afraid of. All those other Kangs aren't really significant as villains. Am I... Not necessarily. Okay. So, that's, so let's clear that up. Clear that Wait, up I, I kind of wanted to talk about this. This is yeah. what... Like, so I listened to the first podcast. I wasn't here, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they were very... A uh, few few big moments where I was just like, ah, I want to jump in. So and now I'm here. So um, I like telling the story of Kang. And I had Greg watch this video not too long ago. And I th- just think it's amazing. But basically, Kang, you know, is this 40th century dude. His name's Nathaniel Richards. You know, same name as Reed's dad. It's like coincidence there, I think. But, um, you know, they've cured everything. You can't die. In fact, at one point, he gets his throat slit by a bunch of guys mugging him, and like that kind of traumatized him a bit. But it made him want to like seek more. So basically, because there's no death and they've solved all the world's problems, life's very boring, right? So he he's been seeking, you know, that thrill. Uh, yes, exactly. And so he he kind of happens upon Doctor Doom's time travel technology, and realizes that he can time travel once he kind of figures it out and goes back in time to become Ramatut. So that's like the first besides Nathaniel Richards Ramatut. iteration. Yeah, Ramatut. 
Yeah. And this is a variation of Kang? Exactly. Okay. So... Do we see this person in that extra scene? Yes. Okay, so it's the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh. The Pharaoh-looking Kang. Okay. Yeah. So then, you know, he's messing with time. And it's so weird how Marvel does this because they have this branch universe theory where, like, if you go back in time and mess with time, it becomes an alternate universe. But somehow the Fantastic Four still figure out that he's messing with time. You're telling me Back to the Future was a bunch of bullshit? (laughs) How dare you? What taught you that? Uh, (laughs) Time time Cop, Robocop. (laughs) Hot Tub Time Machine? Yeah, everything. So the Fantastic Four go. They defeat Kang. Kang travels back to, you know... His time, except he overshoots and ends up in the 40th century or whatever, and realizes that the world's like savage and everything's destroyed. And he uses technology from his time to kind of start conquering and taking over. And that's kind of when he becomes Kang the Conqueror. Except this keeps happening. And in one version, when he leaves after Fantastic Four show up, pause. He- okay. It keeps happening. Is it keep? Does it keep happening to our world or many worlds? Or. Like- like our world over and over again, kind of yeah. So sloppy because you're saying he gets theory. bored. Yeah. And he's just like you know, I'm a, I'm gonna reset and I'm gonna take the planet over again. So yeah, so I, I guess like once he creates this new branch, third and fourth playthrough, th- that, we're gonna do a speed run this time. Respawn, yeah, <laughs> respawn. <laughs> that I think that 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 how it works is like that branch keeps happening now, and that and that's like its own time loop, right? And so in one of these instances. When he flees from the Fantastic Four to his ship to Chime Hop, he ends up in, uh, like, it's not the negative zone, but it's one of those zones where, like, outside of time, right? And it ends up being Chronopolis. Did you guys watch the 90s X-Men comic? I'm sorry, TV show? Uh, Yes, but I don't, like, remember anything pivotal. Okay. So, so if you got something, throw it at me. Well, I was just going to say, he was also four years old. At one point, Apocalypse (laughs) finds this place and like captures all the psychics on the show and tries to use them to take over the multiverse. But anyway, Immortus is in that episode, and Kang becomes Immortus when he ends up in this place because he kind of becomes the Watcher in a sense. Like he can see all the timelines and sees himself becoming this evil monstrous like Kang the Conqueror, and is like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be a dick. And then he starts manipulating time to kind of like work against himself, if you will. Explain that. It's uh, deep. <laughs> good luck. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it is deep, isn't it? Right? Yeah. All right. So explain yourself. So far of Kang variants, right? We got, you know When you know you're bored when you're setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we got we got Nathaniel Richards in the thirtieth century. We got um Ramatut, you know, ancient Egypt. We got Kang the Conqueror in the fortieth century, and we got Immortus in like uh the the no no time zone, but it's where he builds Chronopolis. So let's call it Chronopolis for now, right? And so eventually Kang, like other Kang the Conqueror, you know, he he conquers all of the 40th century and like starts going back and messing with the Avengers and trying to conquer regular time. And the Avengers keep defeating him, thwarting him here and there and whatnot. And then eventually comes the story that I showed to Greg, which is Kang Volume 1. Right. And so Kang Volume One is like is right, reboot. Yeah, reboot right before Kang discovers Doctor Doom's time stuff. Old time Kang. Stuff? Old Kang comes and meets him and is like, Hey, I'm you. If you want to be badass like me, 
you got to come with me and go, if if you want to be badass and specifically go on adventures and not be bored in this life, you so, got to come with me. So he pulled a Biff Tanning and showed him what he could, Rick and Morty. What he, he could be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With uh-huh. the with the betting book, you know. Hey, yeah. that's kind of like how you get Iron Lad because this version of Kang now. Um, well, sorry. Let's say let's say old Kang manipulates young Kang into hating old Kang. Because he slash new Kang yeah. slash which so which one? This is gonna be which, hard to comprehend on the podcast without you, visuals. You know, you know how I meant by sloppy? Which which <laughs> one yeah, is Kang the Conqueror? Yeah. Which all one of them? All and of them none are of Kang them. the Conqueror. So yes. Kang's destiny is to become Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. That's Any kind Kang. of like pretty much, pretty much. Except there are loopholes here and there. Like, well, that's the thing is that the comic book version of that is I'm seeing is different than the multiverse. Like this all happens mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. one timeline. It's the branches that can kind of go around, comes full circle when they reboot him and him from the future meets himself from the past and goes on that. I think multiverse, they're doing it differently, is just different variations that have not the same circle of time travel but, as but the, the one. But the Kang we've seen saw how it all ends. And yes. that's, so he's like the Thanos against all the other Kangs. Well, that's what they're setting him yeah, up to be. It, it yeah. might we'll be. There's still a lot of unanswered questions about. Right. He kept why, saying over how, and over who, again, I need to do this because I've seen how it all ends. Mm-hmm. He does keep saying that. And I do think that he plans on stopping those other Kangs, the Council right. of Kangs, if right. you will. But um, I also think that the one who really saw it all was he who remains. Right. So that was is the one from Loki. Yes. That is yet mm-hmm. another variation of Kang. Right. So that's not the same. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> sloppy you know, crazy that that will keep coming up yeah the multiverse can be so, so sloppy. so he is like not the same dude as Amortis. he is a completely he he's the one and this though, is the, that's the guy who tries to like be have a reasonable conversation with loki mm-hmm. okay. yeah but kind of like warns him what, what he wants is loki loki to take his place he wants to die either way Kind of. Well, no, I think I think more of a peaceful retirement. I think was the first option. So he was. Yeah. He, is he the nicest king? Ah, uh, oldest. Let's go with oldest. The one we've met so far. <laughs> is know. every Kang just a just Kang in a different stage? Kind of. Yes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we're going multiverse, so, they could so, be in, unlimited. In, I'll tell you good what: good Kang, the, clown the, Kang, you, you, grasshopper Kang. The first you thing, take right. this power you're talking about, and you give it to Loki. Anything can happen, <laughs> and it's not the Loki Ooh. who's developed into the anti-hero. That one's dead. Thanos snapped his neck. This yeah. is the yeah. evil Loki, who's kind of acting good for the show because he has to. He's but he's still evil. Know, he, Loki. He, he had his own journey I mean, already, though, yeah, and it kind of seems like he has matured. He met and fell in he love fell with himself. In love <laughs> with himself. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he always in love with himself though? Yeah. I, I mean, think uh, so. Maybe uh, nothing changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe he didn't grow at all. Right. Sloppy. He he always thought he was the you know he always thought he was. But the shit. he did make a new best friend. He did. That's significant. That is. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of liked Owen Wilson's character too. Going back to Kang, if we're if we're just talking about um, you know, his evolution, if you will, um, the the he who remains Kang, and this is not comic you know he who remains was not kang in the comic books first of all but in this version that they give us it's like the kang that was able to stop the multiversal war by killing all the other kangs 
except for I think a few who like just needed to exist but don't know about him and then he creates the time variance authority to kind of keep everything in check and keep branch universes from happening right so that way everything keep keeps in that one like streamline um, universe that he has his eyes on and that way there's no multiversal war if they're gonna do it right they're gonna come back and make him the reason from the branching right if he couldn't time travel or if nobody could time travel nothing would branch right you'd have the timeline mm -hmm. so if he's there trying to keep everything from branching with the TVA what caused that first branch if they're doing it right it needs to be him being Ramatut or something to that effect we're going back you get an evil Kang maybe I mean they've already there's already hints that like he created the Ten Rings and he wrote the book of um, the Darkhold um and so I think what they what might end up happening, I could see it happen in a couple different ways, but I think one of the things that might end up happening is like Wanda's one of the only ones who could defeat him. So he wrote the Dark Hold to like, you know, take her out of the picture kind of and like eliminate her as a threat, if you will. And when, I didn't notice that. When do they drop those hints about the Dark Hold? So I got to go back and look because they were like super subtle and I, you know, Stolen from some other content creators, <laughs> but there are there are a couple hints and um, make notes I'll, for episode three. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you in episode three about that. Yeah, that's intriguing. So they really think Wanda is that badass? She really is. Wow, she one hundred percent one yeah. of the On top, top tier, yeah, most powerful mutants in the comics. Yeah, and now if we may, you said we talked about branching and. While we're talking about this, all this time travel and all this, all this sloppiness which, that I'm trying to navigate through here with Kang. When we're talking about branching, if we can go back to something that's like around my pay grade. We have, we have Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, they do that. They go, they go off on a, they create a branch by Correct. doing all their time travel stuff. So now this guy, he's moving freely through time in such a greater magnitude is what it sounds like than the Avengers did because the Avengers created their own branch too right am, am I understanding that yeah, yes but in the way right. I see it the, the branch is the single timeline right one, mul one multiverse is a branch there's a timeline so there's multiple timelines but if you mess with that one one version of Earth right that one version is when it branches off something happens that's not supposed to happen mm-hmm and that's where it's getting very weird with the multiverse. Each dip Kang has their own multiverse, but, has their own. But path. didn't they? Didn't they do something technically that wasn't supposed to happen by undoing the snap? No, it was supposed to happen. That's it was supposed thing. to happen. That yeah, way. that's one of the things you see in Loki. Is like because that's, like, but oh, that's, like a, that's a second Thanos. That's a Thanos from another multiverse. Basically, came into theirs, and they. Beat him? No, that see that's that's where the branch was. He wasn't a different Thanos. He was a Thanos he was a past different... version of Thanos. It was okay. the same Thanos, just from a different time in that in universe. their own branch. Okay, mm -hmm. but okay. also, and the same can be said about Gamora. Then 
when we're Correct. far in the Guardians. We haven't seen yeah. other multiverses of okay. other we're, universes. Right. Of well, we're getting this straight. People. This is going to be well, good. We, if, we, we if, gotta, you're, if you're a casual follower, this is very Oh, hard. my God. Well, yeah, I remember too. Yeah. I mean, and I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm closer to that than, than Melvin here. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No disrespect. I mean, all the all the power to you. But we're going to compliment each other well uh, because while you're spoon feeding me, I think there's a lot of other people learning as well. The ancient one tried to tell Bruce, too. This This is how you can screw up the timelines. Like, everything has to be put... Bla- I mean, when it comes to, like, time travel, everything has to be put back exactly how it was or chaos. Everything will change in the future. So everything had to... And when you time travel... Well, it won't like change in else, the future per their rules. It'll just create it'll a create new a future. Different, yes, right, right, right. It'll, it'll create more timelines. And then just disrupt the cor- yes. correct one. Yeah. yeah, she said her reality would be unprotected. Yeah. Yes. As in her timeline, as in her branch, whatever. Um, but... You got to think about this in terms of Kang, though. So he is a 30th century dude. So by that time, Thanos, all that stuff from the 20s, like that's all happened, right? So he, it probably happened a bunch of different ways. It probably, there's probably a version where Thanos won even, but or maybe multiple. But um, what Kang did was kill all those, kill off all those other timelines, destroy those universes. And make it so that there was just one singular timeline. And I feel like there might be some variation, but only acceptable variation. Like and nothing that could, like anything that he deemed as, um, you know, could cause another multiversal war. He was like, oh, nope, that's too much variation. We got to take care of that. But so that's why in Loki, it's like the Avengers manipulating time were, was supposed to happen. Because he knew that that's the way that things would all work out. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around. <laughs> I mean, you know, it already happened in his time, so mm. it wasn't news to him. <laughs> well, all right, so let's talk. Cause it, so while I, I may be elementary to you, Melvin, there, there's something that I, I, I take great fascination in, and that's the most powerful individuals in Marvel. Okay. And now I'm looking at a list right now. This list might not be my favorite list of people because i think it's more familiar i can kind of see a few of those yeah and i'll kind of try to get where i'm going here with it now i see that scarlet witch was like way down the list there she was pretty high they actually this list puts put the one above all put um scarlet witch as being more kang's 20 in this list and i'm sure it's subjective but i know but I, what I do know is that there are these entities, um, which I call like of space. They're mostly like gods of space, like Lady Death and uh, whoever, whoever controls time. You know yeah. these people. So how do these fit? Right, so you got celestials. Where do celestials fit in with Kang, if at all? Like in terms of power level, you mean? No, nah, not necessarily. Like, does it does it fit in? Because we they gave us the Eternals, right? And it's like, okay, what of that now? Because you introduced, you introduced that celestials are born out of planets like ours, mm-hmm. as if they were a chicken coming out of an egg. Mm-hmm. So, okay, n- weird, crazy. Where do they fit in? Scarlet Witch. Well, so I mean, celestials were like beginning stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the beginning of the universe, right? They were like life bringers or seen as life bringers, you know. But you wouldn't really, call them 
they're not villains, Celestials. It, it's more, in my opinion, yeah. like Marvel's take on like Norse mythology. Kind like of, this yeah. one created, what was it, the one above all, I believe, is their top one, and then created yes. these ones, then created these, then created Celestials, down to humans, mutants. So they're just a level of gods, Celestials, if you will. Here we go. These Celestials are ranked 10th here. As if there's some that they could some Galactus is right above them. Uh, yeah, so I don't know who that is. But, I mean, in terms of power, so there's in the Marvel universe, Molecule it's called man. cosmic power. Mm-hmm. I like anyone who is in possession of cosmic power. Galactus is one. Celestials are another. Um, they, they're going to be like extremely powerful, like more powerful than an Omega level mutant, if you will. Right. So the the Celestials were there at existence and created planets, but really you don't realize this at first, but it was selfish intention so that they could procreate because the planets house a celestial inside of them, but the life on the planet needs to get to a certain level of intellect or, or, um, society. Maybe I've kind of forget how the celestial is born, but once they achieve, once the planet life and in eternals, we hit it, the planet hit exactly. its, its ripeness. Yes. Then the celestial can be born, which would have destroyed earth. Which would have destroyed Earth yeah. and everybody and they, on and it. And then they move on and so forth, you know. So yep. on and so forth. And now there's the another not saved after the chicken comes out of it, Dave. <laughs> but it's funny because I, I see somebody on that list that I wanted to talk about. Who's who that? Franklin Richards, the the young boy. I was looking at that myself. Yeah, anyway. number five on this list we're just randomly looking at, but mm-hmm. he is one of the most powerful characters in Marvel Comics because he is a reality warp. He looks like a dick. And so not only can oh, he. Yeah change your perception of reality but he can actually change reality so change anything he wants so bring people back to life smug gen z child franklin richards yeah so he's actually reed richards (laughs) and sue storm's son Mm. but he is arguably the most powerful character in the comics what's his deal he can change reality change reality anything he wants now it's pretty powerful (laughs) as a child he's not like fully you know, aware or how to control or whatever of, of his powers. But like he, he is like one of the most powerful characters, hands down. He's a baby Yoda. Yeah. That's what he is. Basically. Yeah. They do a, a cable style story on him where he's born, kidnapped, comes back as an adult. Now that you're thinking of Cyclops and Gene Gray. Right, cable. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan what? Summers. No, I know that. Did Franklin Richards is he just grows up in the comic books with him? Like I I remember him popping up at one point, and then I don't remember anything else other than him coming back as an adult, and I do not remember for the life of me how he got there. I mean, they they yeah they kind of just use him interchangeably. He's just not, keep him in daycare. From yeah, he's not always great. Issues four hundred to for every six fifteen story because he can just kind of do whatever he wants and change anything yeah. he wants and yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like scary. Very, very unfair to everything. Yeah, that's like scary <laughs> levels of power. Like, but I mean, there you are. You got some, a D on that test. There, there, no, I didn't. Right. There is one. Your s- whole family didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably doing a little more than changing his brain. Yeah, right. <laughs> there is one story I was getting into a little bit where Franklin Richards is an adult and he time travels back in time to see Reed in the Fantastic Four, but then walls them off and they don't know it's him they just think it's some guy attacking them but he walls them off from their children's bedroom so he can speak to franklin baby franklin and uh his sister whose name eludes me right now 
but it's uh to the name of the girl dr doom and he were in love with what was her name oh um i don't know doom's her her grandfather or godfather though her uncle both maybe but um he, he speaks to them and tells them that that doom valeria valeria that's, that's her name yep but he tells them that doom has to succeed and then he just disappears back in time <laughs> that's as far <laughs> as i've gotten so far you guys talked about something on the last podcast that we're kind of broaching on now that i kind of wanted to discuss if that's okay Please, which was the whole the... galactus doom thing mm-hmm. who's right? more powerful yeah so as the question was posed, who's more powerful? It's like Galactus, hands down. Clearly. Yeah, right? that's what I'm seeing. Like, in terms of natural power, like, just, you know, Doom is j- just Dr. Doom. He is superpowers as far as supervillains and superheroes are confused. He's concerned. got magic and armor. But Galactus is from mm-hmm. outer space and has cosmic power and he literally eats planets, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But as far as villains go, the better villain is definitely Doom. Without question. Like I said, I I think given enough planning, Doom would beat Galactus almost every time. Yeah. I mean it's I, that intellect, it's that ability to think combined with magic and everything else he has. Plus, I mean I, it's I, Galactus. He doesn't look at Doom like everything else. It's he's beneath him. I mean so, again no, but, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. Doom wins. Oh yeah. But Did, I mean that, just that's Doom's another smarter? reason. Yeah. That's so, another reason why he wins is because Galactus thinks yeah. he won't. Arrogance. Yeah, ar- right, right. But I mean, there's there's a comic where Doom rips Thanos' spine right out, right off his back. There's a comic like a predator. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Dude, like, like literally grabs his skull, takes the whole spine out with it. You know, shines it up, puts it up in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's another comic where he basically takes his. You know, so Doom's humanity has always kind of been a little iffy. But um, in terms of feelings, if you will. But there was, you know, a girlfriend he had or like the love of his life, if you will. Actually, I disagree with that. I think everything he has to do is about his feelings. Right. His whole thing is trying to save Valeria from hell. That's why he does everything. He needs to get that power. I mean, so, but he also skins Valeria alive in order to become more powerful. Like, because he doesn't actually care about her. He cares about himself and his power level. Like, becoming the most dominant, the most powerful. Like, he is all about himself. I think that's how he started, right? That's how he got his power? Was that... Well, what is... Am I confusing? Because it was his mother originally got the power to fight off the... Was it the Nazis or whoever was taking over those people and made the deal with... Was it Mephisto? Or was yes. it somebody else? No, I'm pretty sure it was Mephisto. And and she died. Doom found that power, took it upon himself. Yeah, I, I'm I'm drawing a little bit of a blank here too because I, I I know I don't know the whole origin story, let's say, with Doom, but I know that uh, at various points he has done some pretty gruesome things, and one of them was he you know, tries to reunite with Valeria. And along that process, he, you know, shows her his country and, you know, how great he is. And Valeria, I know that one. That's a, that's a Game of Thrones branch, I think we're doing. <laughs> Valerian steel. 
Um, but he, he, he goes through all these hoops to try and win her love and like none of it's really working. Eventually he's like, fine, then I'm just going to kill you. And he literally peels the skin off of her body. And she's like, why are you doing this? And at one point, and it, there was some deal he made. I think it might have been with Mephisto again. But he was like, a long time ago, I made a choice between science and magic. And I would like to rectify that decision. One of the stories I was just started reading, I think he was going back to back to hell to fight to kind of bring back what he did wrong or save his mother. Because I know he sacrificed Valeria to hell. It was just like, he, he doesn't have that emotion at that point. But I think for her wasn't he trying to save his mother okay like, yeah maybe that could have been later well because i think mephisto does get valeria and that's how he becomes magical mm-hmm. you know like it's mystical he gets mystical arts power as opposed to like most of his power came from science mm-hmm. and originally um so yeah maybe he had already made that deal with mephisto and was trying to get her back sounds like this will be another deep dive for <laughs> episode three i mean i love doom doom's like my favorite villain I agree. He's top. At at one point, he gets ousted as emperor, whatever emperor or um, emperor god doom. Yeah, or no, but what's his country? Um, Latavia. Latavia. Yeah, he gets ousted as you know king of Latavia, and it was all because of some space station got blown up. Then they find out it's not doom, so nobody's looking for him anymore. So he rolls back up to Latveria on a bear. <laughs> like in the snow. Oh, that's, was, I remember that. It was one. just like feed my companion. Yeah, what was that? I remember the ending because I remember they who they all came in it, to attack him because they thought he blew it up and he just instead of fighting he just goes nope I surrender. Yeah, he like, surrenders. Yeah, nope, I think it's Hickman's. I'm not guilty. I think it's Hickman's New Avengers. I think it's part of Hickman's run on New Avengers. Nice. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Doom's the best. He would yeah. be a way better big bad than Galactus because he's evil. Like, Galactus eats planets to survive. I mean, he doesn't really give any thought to it. He's not, like, doing yeah. it because he doesn't have another choice. I mean, what's he going to eat instead? <laughs> Dave? <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> so, I can't help myself. I can't help myself. So, I've, if I've looked at five most powerful lists in, in the past ten minutes, there, it's very subjective. It's very subjective. Like, there's this one's throwing in Phoenix Force, which, if I had to guess, has to do with, like, the power that took took Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the first list that said that. And there's some names that, you know, kind of appear in there, you know, randomly. But a couple that always appear. Franklin Richards, who you've mentioned. One above all, Beyonder. One above all. And then this one, this one I've actually read about, Living Tribunal, which literally just sounds like a weapon that the one above all made. And like, he's just like, look, I'm the one above all. I can do anything I want. And I don't know much about him either. And I'd love to hear about it. But he's like, I also made like the third most powerful thing just to like do my dirty work for me, this Living Tribunal person. Well, so my interpretation has always been, right, that the one above all is like above the multiverse. Like, there's one. There's one, one above all. But there's a... And this is... Would you say this is God? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that's, Marvel's that's what God. It is. Marvel Marvel's God. God. Yeah, it's Marvel God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although there is a comic where he gets eaten by the Hulk. <laughs> living Tribunal. So it's <laughs> Living, wait, wait. living Tribunal is... God? Yes. <laughs> because he's possessed by the one below all. 
Oh, okay. Uh, it's kind of interesting. So, that, that so was, the devil ate God is what yeah, Marvel's saying. This is Al Hewing's Immortal Hulk. I remember this one because I, I just read it not too long ago. <laughs> but anyway, that's a little off topic. But I believe there's one. That's my opinion. There's one, and, one above all. And then he creates a living tribunal. You've listened to our show, right? There is no topic. There's nothing <laughs> off topic. Yeah, just, okay. We just ramble into the next segue. That's good. I'm going to ramble. <laughs> this um, is the multiverse of comic talk shows. <laughs> but my point being, I think that there's a living tribunal in every universe, right? So, like, he mm-hmm. kind of makes them, like, hey, you're my... You know, you're, you're my, my you're my Saint Michael of this place. Yeah, you're my guys here. You kind of make sure things don't go off the rails until they do, and then you all die, and then I'll get somebody else to do it. Adam yeah. Warlock. Adam Warlock. Oh, that, so, that sounds like a lot of supervillains. So are you saying Adam Warlock <laughs> becomes an agent of the one above all? Yeah, he becomes a living tribunal in one uh, of the comics, actually. And that will make so Adam Warlock can be pretty high up on the list. We could say then. Yeah, but he's a good guy. They always make the bad guys more powerful for whatever reason. Okay, I could I could speak to some of the guys on that list though. I mean, like uh, number two was the Beyonder, right? Yeah. So the Beyonder is not actually in the universe. So like he's another one. I feel like there's one Beyonder, and again, some a lot of the stuff. They As opposed explain. to there being multiple and multiverses yeah, like for every universe, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's not in a universe. He's outside. He's not in. Like our plane of existence, he exists beyond. That's why he's called the Beyonder. Mm-hmm. You know, he is part of the Secret War story, so maybe we'll see him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he is kind of the one that's pulling the strings, like behind the scenes, brings all the heroes to this weird place and has them fight. I mean, that's that's the story, right, Greg? That is, <laughs> yeah, that it is. But then there's, you know, uh, wait, who was three again? Three is the Living Tribunal. Living Tribunal. Then there's um, uh, Eternity. Eternity is like the universe itself embodied in a godlike being. Yeah, and there's a few of these guys, right? Like this, like, I, wouldn't you put like Lady Death in a similar thing? Like she literally is death. Yeah, so this list doesn't have her, but yeah, she that, should be I know. equal in power, maybe even more powerful than Eternity, right? I mean, I, she's death. Sounds like it. You're literally the essence of death. At so, one point... Thanos is and Deadpool's girlfriend. Uh, Sounds like we I need to write this. our own list. I, I see. I, I love that, this that's whole what these Deb, lists are. Deadpool, yeah. Lady Dead thing. Yeah, I, but these lists are all wrong. I just think it's so. That, co- that is like your version of what you think is most powerful. Well, the, the it, next it, list I mean, is the same. I looked at we, five lists. They're all different. Exactly. They're all different, except the one above. We all need answers. Let's go get dig up Stanley and <laughs> Stan. We need you. Hook him up to some jumper cables. But I just, I R. revel. Where's the Ouija board? <laughs> I revel in the idea that Deadpool Oh, that'll be our Halloween episode. Dennis is <laughs> we have a seance and try to contact Stan Lee? Yes. Yeah. I am in. <laughs> so, yeah. So, those other, like, cosmic power, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, should be equal with Eternity, in my opinion. But you do see Eternity in Thor Love and Thunder. He's the thing that Gore the God Butcher is trying to get to. Okay. But then Sidorak, I wanted to talk about real Sidorak. quickly because you know him, you just don't realize you know him. Okay. So you know him because you remember those uh, red bands that Doctor Strange uses, and he used them against Thanos to try and hold him, yeah, hold, hold his arm back and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. Those are the bands of Sidorak. Okay. Right. Because this dude is like some godlike, you know, entity. 
who bestowed his power into certain objects, and Doctor Strange calls on it regularly. But another prominent Marvel character who uses Sidorak's power is Juggernaut. Mm -hmm. So Juggernaut's power comes from this dude. And specifically, it was in a diamond or ancient artifact that he found, and he recited the words and then became Juggernaut. Okay, so so Juggernaut. Mm -hmm. That's a cool one because now we're getting into X-Men. He just randomly has this guy Sidorak's power somehow. Okay, so you said yeah. a diamond, and like, yeah. is that his helmet? Like, what? Explain. No, he doesn't. I don't think he carries it with him. But like, he found this diamond. And like, see, I thought he needed that helmet to be. Well, that's to protect him from from Xavier. his brother. Yeah. Oh, from okay. So he could run. Off. He could run through a wall without a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Literally, nothing can stop him. Once he has momentum, well, not nothing. But. It's like Magneto's helmet. Like if he takes that off, and what is all right? Can, the professor can stop him from doing crap. Hmm? Yeah. So it's pretty much what it is. Help me! I'm here for the dummies. What is something that could stop Juggernaut? Beings one through six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. The one above all, and Franklin Richards. Yeah, I mean, there might be, you know, like this is the, all, everything's subjective, and Marvel always changes stuff. You know what I mean? Is it kind of like Thor's hammer type thing? Like if yeah. you can stop it, you're really special. Yeah. Kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. It's exactly We're changing like the rules that. All the time. And like I'm sure there's yeah, some yeah, tech. Yeah. I'm sure there's some tech that Kang has that can stop Thor's hammer. Just like I'm sure there's some tech Kang has that can stop Juggernaut. There's always a counter. Yeah, it's to be. You know, you, you can't know? Have, yeah. some can't be a, a meta all the time. You know. But for like all these, let's say mystical mutant, you know, what a godlike whatever powers, they always seem to have some sort of later in the comics, technological way around it. Like, one of the classics is Reed Richards with the Nullifier, <laughs> which is just like a big gun that just destroys anything. Jack Kirby couldn't come up with an ending to the comic book. Oh, got it. Nullifier. Nullifier. <laughs> yep. Well, pretty, pretty straightforward. We got the, the space golden gun. All right. It's a good way to put it. We should start, you know, uh, using... Analogies for what all I of do. these things we talk about. <laughs> this is what I do. This is, I, I have to dumb it down for my brain to understand these things. Well, we now got Melvin, the comic thesaurus. I need, I need him. Very, I need Melvin. We, we do. We, we need to talk to you outside the podcast. I, <laughs> he's the yin to my yang. We need, yeah, we need to know more of you. I spend a lot of time just like Googling thoughts I have. Like, hey, did, you know, uh, Dr. Doom ever fight um, Dormammu? Actually, he has. Melvin's <laughs> <laughs> a guy who's like, can zombies go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you should, you should see my Google search history. I'm sure. That's I, what I mean. really don't want to. Also, it's the first thing I told if Kenny to delete here, if you ever find Google. my body somewhere. Yeah. It pops in his mind and right under the Google. I guess we can go into uh, James Gunn. James Gunn. Let's put Guardians off for a bit. Let's okay, go into okay. James Gunn DC. I'm not, I'm not happy with him right now. What'd he do? Um, you know what he did. You know what he did. Don't start with me. Wait, I, I don't know. Getting rid of Cavill? Oh, that. I don't want to discuss it. It's too soon. <laughs> and he's, he's not in The Witcher either. That's what hurts me. That's yeah. the kick because in I my mean, mind, he left Witcher to go play Superman again, he was which told. I was okay with yeah. only because I like his Superman, but 
he was the Witcher. Well, you're yes. gonna love this. I like, think he's doing subway commercials I think he's just better now. as the Witcher yeah, than Superman. Yeah, he's good much now. better. He's, I love the man. Yeah. He's Geralt. doing commercials about fucking sandwiches now. That's great. Good for him. The butcher of Blaviken. Yeah, this guy got rid of one of it. He he wanted Witcher so much he was bugging the people until they made him the Witcher, and then he gave that up to be Superman because James Gunn said you're going to be Superman, and he said, oh, yeah, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to do something else. So now he's not the Witcher. He's not Superman. James Wait. Gunn sucks it. Tell you right now. That's really um, how it happened. Yeah, it's exactly how it happened. So, <laughs> for the record, I only know about these uh, movies because I watched James Gunn talk to my TV for five minutes about mm-hmm. what he's doing with DC. And I'm excited. I feel like it could be good, but it could also be like massive flop. And I'm mm-hmm. of the opinion mm-hmm. that I'm not going to care until I see them do something good. Like since they've been on, they've been on a rise, and I think that's why they brought in Gun because they saw he took Guardians of the Galaxy, a D-level superheroes that nobody knew or cared about from Marvel, and made it one of the best movies. Yeah, I think they jumped at the chance to get him to do that for them. Well, I, th- I mean, he's I, already been. What did he do? The Suicide Squad sequel, phenomenal. Great. I love yeah. that. I love he saved that. that. Was good. Yeah. yeah, he definitely the, saved the that. Peacemaker. Yeah, not now, great. I like the original Suicide Squad. I understand the drawbacks, but well, so and, did I. It was one. Of, it was entertaining. Entertaining it was not movie. A great movie. It was not a good movie. It was entertaining. It was an entertaining. Movie. I think we can all agree on that one. <laughs> but what he did with the second one, having Starro as the villain, is very whoever, iconic. Whoever thought he very would be iconic. in a movie? All right, mm-hmm. So I need to jump in as a diehard James Gunn stan. So I want to know where does each one of your James Gunn knowledge begin? Uh, <laughs> Guardians. Okay. I'll give you yeah. that. Just, uh, Same. Okay. So I've been following James Gunn since 1994 <laughs> <laughs> when he was fresh out of college and made one of the schlockiest pieces of shit I've ever seen called oh. Tromeo and Juliet for a small horror company called Troma Pictures that was a softcore porn horror adaptation of Romeo and Juliet narrated by Lemmy from Motorhead. Downloading it now. <laughs> I have to see it. You Where is it? Oh, Softcore porn. Bring, bring that he up, Dave. <laughs> yeah, he, then, he then went on just to Google create images? a fake documentary called The Specials that starred Rob Lowe, uh, Jamie Kennedy, awesome. and a bunch of other people. And it was about a D-level Avengers group. And it's like a mockumentary. No action happens in the entire movie. The entire premise is that their toy line is coming out and there's infighting within the so like this dude has such a deep knowledge of this stuff. He wrote a short indie film called Super or he made an indie film called Super. Was uh, that with Rain, Rain Wilson? Wilson? I saw that. That was one that of was his first James movies. Oh, that that was, was a phenomenal movie. Yeah. About violent what and ha- bloody. What happens when someone takes yeah. the law into their own hands, even if it's for good things, all of a sudden he's beating people to death with a wrench because they br- stepped in front of line. <laughs> at the movie theater he did the movie slither that was like a weird horror film about alien slugs that take over your body he was I making saw that one. i remember sliver yeah. yeah he was making these big budget violent r-rated movies and somehow trauma said he's our guy or marvel said that's our dude yeah um, he wrote the scooby-doo movies with <laughs> With Matthew Lillard, he wrote the Dawn of the Dead remake what from 2004. I love that I Dawn of the Dead. Lillard. Yeah, he wrote that. I that love was, that one. Uh, it's great, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one's good. He, in my eyes, has never missed 
So I'm putting all my faith in this because I have thought that there has been like three good DC movies. Mm. I'm ready for there to be some good DC. I'm into it. I'm (laughs) right with you on that one. I think he's what they need to turn it around. Yeah. So I I I want to. So while we're talking about this, so the 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 thing I think he's going to try to use to put DC on his back a little bit. Uh, I learned this from doing my homework that Greg gave me 20 minutes before I was supposed to be here while taking a shit. But basically, uh, the, the, the authority, the authority who we're talking about, there's, uh, it's, it's kind of like this, this Guardian slash Avenger thing that's happening. And it's got some interesting themes to it. It's like, there's like a guy named Apollo who's basically Superman of the sun or something. And there's a guy, Midnighter, who is kind of like Batman, but he's slash also... Rorschach. And he's like, he's Apollo's lover, which I think is interesting. So they're taking, you know... They're, with the progressive world that we have, you know, they're, they're they're throwing some ideas out there that everybody can get behind, and that's and uh, <laughs> that may be how you win a general audience right now. And and you know, I'm open to it. I'm open to it because what he did with Guardians, like you said, he took he took the garbage out and then turned it into into like the favorite, a fan favorite in the Marvel universe. So I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, he he made a very vanilla comic into something good. I'll give him that, but I still don't like him. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm sticking with that for a while it's too soon it's too soon uh, it's not like cavill's gone he's I, he's got hey, he's in there and he said he's going to put him in different stuff but that was that's his, code for he's still going to be a different version of superman he's telling the fans look i fucked up but i'll, I'll make it good i'll make it good well, I, i'll throw him a bone he's bringing michael keaton back which i love that yeah okay and he did say he's directing that new that's what he announced, right? He's going to direct the Superman movie. That's going to be his first yeah, Superman yeah, legacy. Superman what legacy. if it is, do you forgive James Gunn if you walk from that theater and go, son of a bitch, that was the best Superman movie I've ever seen with it the has best to be, cast uh, yeah. Superman I've ever seen I in mean, my goddamn it, life. It has to arouse me in the theater <laughs> for me to walk out and say that. Like having a pillow in front of yeah, me. Yeah, you, you for disrupted me to say, the yes. person in front of you. You were enjoying it so Yes, <laughs> yes. If, I, I if mean, I'm, I'm moaning I, in that theater, then yeah, <laughs> that, then then we're good. But I mean, eh. that's I, I remind me not to sit in front of you when we go see this. I haven't seen a Superman movie or a movie Superman was in since the original with Gene Hackman. That, you, I mean, yeah, that you, I uh, thought was good. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I liked DC's last. DC, Superman, DCEU, you refer to yeah, the Man of Steel. Man of Steel. I looked up yeah. what that is, by the way. I, I thought I, it was I, okay. I liked everything. I, I, I liked it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I thought yeah, it was I mean, okay, I, but honestly, I'm not recommending it. Christopher Reeve, number one. Christopher, yeah, Superman, yeah, Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Two. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was Cavill. Sorry, that's me. I thought he portrayed it perfectly. No, I agree with that. I love Cavill as Superman. Yeah. I mean, no. Cavill, definitely Cavill looks can still be too, part. but he's like down here and Christopher Reeves up there. And... You can't beat Christopher. <laughs> Christopher Reeves was high. Christopher Reeves way up there. Yeah, Christopher Reeves way yeah. up there and Cavill's still hanging out down here with us. Right. And, you know, whoever played him in that other one with... Uh, Who would he be if he was with not With Kevin Spacey Superman. is down in the basement. Who would he be if he was Brandon Roth. <laughs> Brandon Roth. Yeah, yeah Brandon Roth. That's who it was. Brandon yes. Roth. Speaking of which, poor Ben Affleck. He would have been a great Batman if he had some good writing. Horrible writing. I liked him as Batman. He works. Yeah. Yeah. Did you actually watch the five-hour Justice League Snyder cut? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Phenomenal. Yes. Writing was great. I haven't brought myself to. I have a job. That's why I'm hoping 
that this is what they're doing with James Gunn. He's like, all the problems with DC's universe had to be studio execs cutting what they didn't want out of it and what they thought audience would want because we Snyder wrote a phenomenal movie. I hope he does. I'll tell you right now. Because Superman, you, you, you can't make it bad. You have to keep making it better and better and better. So who, who's going to be the big bad then? Darkseed? I think he's, if wipe, he's wiping the slate. I think it's it's not going to be the continuation of these guys, so I have no idea what he's getting into. Well, he's still using the same Flash, though, right? I, for this Ezra one, Miller, and I think, I, think. I think what they're doing is using this as Flashpoint to erase the past history and start fresh, if they do it right. So Flashpoint's going to be like the end of... The, the original DCU. The original DC universe, which never really got off the ground. They say it was a failure. Let's start something new. Basically. Basically. Uh, I mean, kind of. I give kinda. them credit for recognizing that they can't pull this off. Yeah. Well, I the mean, way the way it is, you're talking about the DCEU. Yeah, like yeah. they need, they yeah. kind of need to restart. If they have any hope of. They need a reboot big time. Trying to do what Marvel accomplished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least in some semblance. They have to start over. Yeah, well, that's what I guess Gun came with was a ten-year plan. Just like, all right, yeah, now here I- we go. Pretty yeah. much. Now we're gonna we're running into a different issue to open up a new can of worms and a new deep dive. This the DC multiverse because we currently kind of have like possibly three Batman situations happening. Ben Affleck's obviously dying out with the DCEU. Then you have um, uh, Ryan Pattinson's. And then, but Ryan Pattinson's not going to be. Or, uh, so they're Robert, do, that's Robert more. Robert Pattinson's yeah. not going to be the, guns. That's going to be Batman. more of an Elseworld, is I think what they're doing. Just it's called Batverse yeah, or something. DC Elseworld, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's the same thing with uh, the Joker. The Joker. So it's now, not part of the DCU. It's its own. Okay. Movies. Right, like, well, that clears that up. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix's Joker, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. That I loved. So what's Pattinson's that now? Batman that's too. but now that's a whole other Joker, right? Like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is a whole other Joker. To like the Joker that's in Batverse or whatever we're talking about with uh, Pattinson. Yeah, but I think it's still like it's still the Joker. Okay. Right, but it's just it has nothing to do with Robert Pattinson or Ben Affleck or the new whoever. Yeah. Like it's just a separate. This I think I feel like this kind of stuff is hurting DC. You're you're spreading your fan base thin a little bit. Maybe that's me. I don't know. No, I kind of. I think the DC. I feel like in the DC situation, they either need to have no connective universe or a very tightly connected universe. Because I agree with you, having like, well, this is the DC film universe, but also there's these like multiple side patches is going to get frustrating when it comes time for there to when there's suddenly four different people playing Batman in four different yeah. Yeah. versions of their world that they're building. I right. think that's what they're doing. Yeah, I think like these ones to, are just... Yeah, you either got to tighten it up or keep them all in a separate... I think they already had box. contracts for these yeah. ones because the, the the Batman's getting a sequel and the Joker's gotten sequels yeah. coming out, but I think those were already kind of Which in production. Which I'm excited because it took this long for us to have a Batman that did detective work. The last time that happened in a movie, Adam West was playing right. Batman. Yeah, that's right. true. I love I loved the Batman. <laughs> I thought too. it was phenomenal. Love it. I was not a fan of the Joker. No, me, I me was either. right there with you. But wait, I, I disagree that Christian Bale did some detective work. A little bit. He cut a brick out of a wall and then <laughs> had a computer analyzed. Let, let's, let's not forget Val Kilmer 
solving the Riddler's uh, little riddles as well. Solve the riddle of why he had nipples on his suit. Well, that was more uh, of a George Lou. That was a Clooney. Yeah, that was a Clooney yeah, uh, Clooney issue. had the nipples. <laughs> riddle me this. <laughs> I wish I could bring up the, the Val Kilmer seat. I wish I could. <laughs> this is, we're going to segue into Brave and the Bold, which is, I cannot wait for because we finally get the coolest Robin on screen. It's going to be Batman teaching Damian Wayne. His son with Talia al Ghul, who was raised by her in the League of Assassins, to be just a little mass murdering sociopath. I think a and good I cannot wait. A Robin, a good and Robin, a good Robin segment is overdue because because that's one thing that the Dark Knight just skipped over that it gave us a little bit, but we never really got. Uh, we our had Thirty Rock from the Sun, who <laughs> just was a cop and said his name was Robin in the last I, four I, seconds I, of a movie. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that was Robin. Oh, Robin. Cool. Oh, okay. Like it was like it was fun, but you didn't. You didn't. You <laughs> here's didn't the, really. Here's the keys to the Batcave, Robin. <laughs> Robin's name was you. never Robin. No. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, yeah. uh, Tim something, Tim Drake. It actually would have made better, more sense if he said, "My name is Dick." You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But his movies, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about these new nerds. Like, if you don't know who Dick Grayson is. This movie's not for you. Yeah, right? or, I've been a nerd forever. Oh, movies are cool. I love these comic books. Yeah, no. Or, Fuck off. <laughs> right. or just leave it in there. We all appreciate and know it, and then everybody else has to Google it later. Yeah, or do a comic book version of you know closed captions. Just have a little blurb that says, "This is actually Robin." Like uh, I usually go by my name, no, Dick Grayson, and then this little blur pops up. That's Robin. Yeah, that's Robin. Greg, you're coming hard that on my people, it. man. That would completely ruin casual, it. Casual people can be passionate too, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I, don't, I can't read. I love movies. That's like why movies. they have pictures. Yeah. Yeah. They're comic books. Yeah, a little bit of anger comes out the Iliad. too. Yeah. When, when the younger generation's like, Dick who? The fuck away from me right now. Wait, this movie was in a Go book? eat a Tide Pod, you little shit. Yeah, beat it. Now, I will say that I think the project I'm most excited for on that DC list is The Authority, but mm-hmm. I don't really know a lot about it. Same. What was the... Was it Wildcats? Was that the image comic book it came from or Stormwatch? Oh, I thought you were talking about the football movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we're going to talk football movies, I'm going to go replacements with Keanu Reeves. Oh, absolutely. have to. But, or Wild Little Cats Giants. Wildcats is actually a good movie, though, believe it Rick or not. Rick Moranis. That's too different. Again, <laughs> uh, it's too different. I think the authority came from Stormwatch, which was just the image comic rewritten. I started getting into it. I, like I said, this, that's one I never read, never even understood until it popped up. The little bit I've done looks phenomenal. Uh, my mind's going straight to uh, an Avengers Justice League team that's violent and bloody. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I found out that they're. Mm-hmm. You were talking about Midnight, or is that just the guy that just straight up murders people? It's like a Rorschach. Love that. I heard something that it was being written by the same guy who did Watchmen. Alan Moore? Uh, maybe. Shit. I don't know. It was James Gunn said it. I thought Alan Moore retired. Unless he meant Dave Gibbons. I have to look into it. That, that would be know. awesome. Was... But I did really like that. The, the Watchmen. That was really well done. Yeah. Like as far as. The did... movie or the show? Yeah. The movie. Both. Mm-hmm. Actually. Mm-hmm. I would say both. Watchmen was created by Alan Moore, Dave Gibson, and Len Wein. I think that like that's what DC needs. Like something. Like they need to stick to their roots. Like they're way darker. You know what I mean? Like, so lean into it. You know what I mean? Make shit scary. Make 
like you know make make these stories that make you question things might not have a feel good ending and you know like like i feel like the the best way it was done in recent times was the watchman with you know the big plot twist at at in terms of the villain and with uh the dark knight with the joker in terms of like the ships that could basically blow each other up you know what i mean mm. and it's like you're sitting there in the theater and you're in that moment and you're you see yourself on one of those boats and like thinking about what you would do and how you would feel and they they actually do that so well with the time i feel like it act, like he gives them 15 minutes you're saying it, it made you think like would you do it yeah really I, yeah. I would have pressed the, the button instantly. The ships blowing. <laughs> I'm going home. Up. Those are convicts. Button <laughs> pressed. Like I, they're trying to go with a superior morality. Eh, no, I'm going home. I'm probably tired. I'm, I'm prob- on this stupid boat. But the, the the ships have a mind of their own. Like, are fail. we talking like maximum overdrive? You, Greg. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably on that convict boat, and I'm being like, "Yo, you better hit that button fast," because Greg <laughs> is on that other boat. <laughs> you know it's coming. Yep. He claymore everyone, but anyway, yeah. the, uh, you have too many. <laughs> the the point is is like I feel like DC has gotten way too far. I feel like DC is looking at what Marvel has done and wants that. You know what I mean? But they have to do it in their own way. I agree. Otherwise, 100%. they're not going to be successful. They need to be the anti Disney. Yes. It's got to be grittier. They yeah. have to be the. And then I will go back over to DC side of things. That's where I'm starting to lean, movie wise. Anyway, yeah. I, I mean, I started reading more of the DC yeah. books just because it's more. I don't want to say adult versus kid, but like reading the superhero Marvel line, it's a lot more colorful and playful and fun, happy endings. DC, gritty. It's just dark and deep. And reading some of the, what was the one I just read was an older Elseworlds, um, Arkham Asylum, a serious house on a serious earth. It was so disturbing. It just went into that psychological horror. Batman trying to fight the Joker and beat his scheme of the week that time, but then goes down the path and just through each villain in a different twisted way. And it was one of my favorites. It was penned by uh, Dave McKean, who if you guys have read Sandman, oh, yeah. the art he did the art on that, and it's just that lines everywhere and dark and not colors, just grays and browns and blacks and it just makes you feel depressed <laughs> if you're looking for some comics to read that you'll like let me know i'll put a list that one's definitely on it mm-hmm. arkham asylum a serious house on serious earth mm-hmm. highly recommended that sounds yeah. cool i mean dc's bread and butter should be like psychological trauma i mean that is you know so many of their heroes, I feel like were forged by that. So yeah, and more realistic. I think parents killed in Marvel. Uncle Ben's dead. Spider Man happy, just throwing quips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Batman parents dead, breaking jaws and limbs. Like mm. yeah, mm. way way more real. Yeah, I think but- authority's meant to deliver that. It's uh, it sounds like it's it's like the way I understand it is it's. The Avengers, if they gave less of a shit about the well-being of people along the way. Hey, we're going to save the world. A lot of people are going to die, but <laughs> we're going to save the world. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, we get yeah. a little less population. 
Every time I'm stuck well, in realistic. traffic, I'm like, it's realistic. Eh, Thanos might have been right. Think that snap would have well, opened lanes up in the freeway, and I could have just gotten home. And that's true. We're all right amount of time. Yeah, I think we've all felt that. Some once the empty uh, cars get moved out of the way. Yeah. yeah, it's realistic, though. Honestly, I mean, if something if something is threatening the planet, like <laughs> people are gonna die, and then sometimes we're gonna be like trying to hit the bad guy, and we don't. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just the the nature of these people is that they're so powerful. I mean. This guy can shoot lasers out of his eyes with the power of the sun. Like, you think it won't go through, like, a, a, a suburban house here and there? You know what I mean? That's like Superman. I mean, how many buildings did they destroy fighting in the air? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> what well, mm-hmm. It is what it is. I'm fighting. Which, it's kind of like... <laughs> Like the boys that that show on Amazon gives us a good taste of that stuff. Where like, yeah, just hey, yeah. sometimes I'm just running to the bank and I ran through a person and oh, <laughs> she's annihilated. You know, yeah. it's like Whoops, this is what daisy. we're dealing with. You know, you can't say it's, it's kind of like I mean, it's got to be like how how many accidents have you had along the way? But it's like we put up with it because you know you did stop that comet. You know, it's okay that but that you was twenty landed. years ago yeah. and you've killed thirty seven people this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's gonna be a cut off yeah come on a train yeah pretty much Get off the juice the voice was great i uh, mean I it's can't like for yeah. season four like, yeah what, what would superheroes be like in reality they'd be cunts you know? just like they are on that yeah. show 100 yeah they'd have drug addictions they'd have problems you know what i mean yeah. they'd have massive egos would you be a stand-up yeah. nice guy if you could do whatever the hell you wanted fuck no no, no. Hell nobody no. would no, no yeah i would no, yeah no i would no. occasionally help someone but i mean you know i'd be in the casino yeah, when the cameras are on yeah i might not be a huge uh, no, nah, I'd be a huge dick. Oh, yeah. I'd help you after the strip club. That, that's fine, you know? Yeah, right. Right. I wouldn't necessarily be super villain. Uh, I'd be Hancock. Yeah. That's yes. Perfect. Right there. Yeah, yeah that's sign it. me up. Not good, not bad. I just. Yeah. I'm just here. I've got powers. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want because nope. you can't stop me. Sometimes it's going to be good. Sometimes it's not going to be good. I'll help you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start my it's day. It's not going to be pretty, but I'll help you. <laughs> I'm going to start my day with a coffee and a, hand, and a handle of vodka. Yep. Yeah. Well, you do that without superpowers, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Two handles. <laughs> if I had superpowers, I'd do two hands. <laughs> All right. You got anything else on the uh, agenda we want to chat about? Or? So it says Unthinkable by Mark Wade and oh. Mike Wiergo. Can't say his name. But also in Fantastic Four, Volume 3, number 67. So Doom basically, you know, goes back to win Valeria's love. He does it all the wrong way. And then he, you know, takes off his armor and says, I'll give it all up for you. But this being Doom, there is no happy ending. Instead, the actions that follow serve as the kickoff event for the one of the Fantastic Four's most twisted stories, Unthinkable. As a man who wields both science and sorcery, Victor leans heavily into the occult, making a deal with with nether demons to exchange something irreplaceable for his ascendancy as a more powerful sorcerer. Yep. This stems from Doom's belief that he missed his chance at even greater magic. Sacrificing Valeria's love manifests in the grisliest way, killing the woman and stripping her of her skin to make a magical suit of armor around her flesh. All right, Around I'm his reading flesh, that tonight. Yeah. Doom's a dick. Yeah. 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 But he's awesome. <laughs> but that's why he makes a great villain. That's yeah. That's yeah. why... All right, so the conversation I feel like last week was who would be 
the better ultimate bad. And I feel like it was settled on Galactus because he's more powerful, but I'm saying Doom is a much better ultimate bad because oh, 100%. of like just how evil, nefarious he is. And the fact that he well, brings that humanity in because you can realize yes. that. Like you were saying earlier, yes. Galactus isn't evil because he's evil. He's eating planets to survive. Yes. It's like us eating steak. It's how we nourish ourselves. Yeah, I mean, the cows probably think we're evil. Exactly. Doom flays his girlfriend for <laughs> magical powers. Yeah, exactly. Way worse. But, like, I also think that Doom would, uh, you know, in his in his way, come into some sort of cosmic level power, you know, whether it be technology or some mystic arts, you know, some kind. I don't know. I so just, we talked a lot about Doom, um, but I, I equate Doom with Fantastic Four. What do we got as hints for that coming? Because I feel like when you get one, you get the other. Absolutely. So so where are they slipping in, if ever? I mean, I haven't seen a single hint for either of these characters in what we have so far. Well, we had the, uh, the fan service of Jim Halpert as Mr. Fantastic in Multiverse of Madness. But I heard he's not going to be Reed Richards in Earth. I don't think so. I think they just threw that in because of everybody on the internet. Because I was one of them and said he would make a phenomenal Reed Richards. He would have, yeah. So I don't know who they're getting on this one. We just know Fantastic Four is coming. We know Doom's coming. I I think they might use Diego Luna. Really? Yeah. I mean, he already does Star Wars stuff. They tend Mm -hmm. to kind of like dip in the same pond Mm -hmm. when I mean it's Disney. You know, they're both Disney. yeah, I, I could see them using him, even though see he that. looks nothing like Jim Halpert. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I like him. I like him, though. Yeah. I don't know how he would do as Reed Richards. I'd have to see it. I want to see if they're going to ever bring over, uh, is it Juan Carlo Esposito? Breaking Bad, he Breaking was that. Gustavo Frank. Mandalo- yeah. Yes, Gust- the Mandalorian yeah. with the yes. dark saber. He said he'd make a, he plays a phenomenal villain. There were hints about him as Magneto or Professor Xavier. Or he's, I've, he's always played a villain. I would like to see him play a hero and see. I don't know if how you can. feel about it. Yeah, he's just so good at being a villain. He really is. Yep. Like he would make a great Doom. Yeah, you see some of the people who are like just attitude. villains, he's, and they try and become superheroes, and it's like mm, he's also C- CEO on the Boys. Yeah, he's the one that gets uh, Homelander in check at least for a while. I can't think of who he would play. That's what we got to find out. Who's I also want to find out what superheroes or who I, hasn't been in the MCU yet that they can utilize. I, I do think we're about two years out from Fantastic Four. I feel like it's coming. At minimum. They've been pushing everything back. Like, yeah. I think they're afraid of Fantastic Four because they just all bombed. Yeah. That's, well, I, I agree. They're, they're so afraid of bringing out another because people seen how bad they were and they're like, mm, they're afraid they're not going to show. That's because they tried changing so much. Yes. Go back to the origins yes. and just do the Fantastic Four. Right. And, and they, and I look, if I, I, I'm the perfect addition to this group because I think I speak on behalf of people who aren't super deep in comics. Fantastic Four from what Melvin is saying, and Doom sound like amazing characters. And the longer I'm here, the more I'll get to see that kind of stuff. But the average fan knows what they know about these characters from movies, and Fantastic Four movies have all been ass crack. Period. <laughs> so it's like, when we think like, well, Fantastic Four is like, well, there comes another flop, because that's going to stink. You know, and it's like, yeah. 
they they need to get it right. Yeah. So if they put that Big out, time redeem. I'll wait because you need to get it right. Yeah. If they if they fumble that again, all of the potential that Melvin is telling us we have yeah. for Doom yeah. will die. That's why they need to get Doom in somewhere else because he's not just a Fantastic Four villain. And honestly, I was never a Fantastic Four fan. Mm-hmm. Could care. I mean, honestly, Less I think they the should just bring out down. Doom. Sure, give us then give Doom without yeah. Fantastic Four. I, I just think don't that's what we're going to see soon. As yeah. I think he's going to be yeah. the big bad of before they Avengers even Secret War. Fantastic Four. They should just bring Doom because I think Fantastic Four on, on the mat, it people won't show. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. I've been saying this forever. The person you get to do a Fantastic Four movie, and it's great because Marvel's already owned by Disney. Is the person who's already successfully made two incredible Fantastic Four movies, Brad Bird, who did The Incredibles. Incredibles. Like, they are the best mm-hmm. Fantastic Four movies that have yeah. ever been produced. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There. Yeah. There. I agree with Craig. They changed too much stuff. They tried to make it... We're all friends here. Yeah, and they, <laughs> like, they condensed the story into, like, an hour and a half movie, and... You know, and Jessica Alba's acting. Yeah, mm. and they and they gotta they gotta get how they got their powers in there, so that eats up the first thirty minutes. It's like no, like all right, whatever, just yeah, we all know this. Who cares how they got them? Just bring them in. You know what I mean? Make them not suck and like run with it because it, fantastic. Look how great Spider Man was because everybody already knows the origin. Exactly. We don't need that. We don't just need that. Get into a new story. Say. I don't think anyone at this point needs to know how the Fantastic Four became the Fantastic Four. No, like, I think that that's also care. what worked with with you know Jim Halpert was it was just like there he is. Yep. We all know what he does. We know how it happened. Yeah, same with <laughs> Professor X. You know, <laughs> Patrick like, Stewart. Nobody cares. Just bring him in and and do the comic thing. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. and it's it's like a crossover. It's like, did I have to read all of Daredevil's comics to know what's going to happen when he shows up in the Spider Man episode? No, he's <laughs> no. he's in the he's in the comic now. It's just run with it. Yep. Yeah. But like, I I have to say though that I I think I agree that they they got to bring Doom in first. You know what I mean? He he's got to like make an appearance, and it needs to be an awesome scene you know what i mean that gets people hyped up for the fantastic four movie i think 100 right. because he has to be right. in it like put the villain first yeah and then bring them in and talk about him and reed richards in college and they're you know everybody get really hyped up on doom yep. love and doom and then the next movie doom and the fantastic four yeah. i mean just like they need to bring something out that's going to make that franchise good again yeah because right now uh, tell you what it, if Doom was not in it and it was a Fantastic Four movie, I wouldn't go see it. No. I just but, I mean, never the, was my cup of tea. I've, I've never been a huge Fantastic Four fan either, but they are like comic gold. Like they are like, you know what I mean? The pinnacle of Marvel Comics. They were like one of the first superhero teams they had. <laughs> yeah, but the comics were good. Yeah, no, 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 that's true. <laughs> Honestly, I don't understand how they made those movies so bad. Oh. Like even the remake. Like the remake was worse than the original. And... Like, how did you do that? I even liked the cast. But, like, they made me hate it. Yes. <laughs> because it was so bad. Yeah, it was yep. very bad. And every every Fantastic Four movie is an origin story. Stop. Like they, like you guys said, stop. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to know the beginning. Move on. Let's do something yep. different. You know, how many Fantastic Four comics are there? And you're still going to, you know, comic one through 20. Yeah, like, I feel like less is more a lot of times. Because yeah. then you can add that stuff in later if you need to flashback like, in the yeah, sequel make another movie right. and you flash back to and then there was this traumatic event that happened that's why she's all hung up on this now or mm-hmm. he's all hung up on that you know like it it's storytelling you're not good at it get mm-hmm. better at it 
Mm. Right. Hit that in the head. That's the story. That's the problem with so much now is just the writing is terrible. So often. Too, too, or, or we're just half-baked. Like we can do better. We can just do better than this. Well, that's they're, they're, they're pushing out too much. Marvel's just shooting for that dollar. So mm-hmm. let's get four shows a year, four movies a year. Thank you, And Disney. only pay m- the minimum that we can to get yeah. this done. Let's use the same CGI oh, I mean, guys on, on everything and tell them to speed it up. <laughs> Disney's all about quantity, not quality. This is about more, 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 money. more, yep. yes. more. Disney, Disney's like, they're hit or miss. Sometimes they... Sometimes they deliver. They really do. Sometimes they deliver. And I, what I typically do is I go into every Disney thing, whether it's Star Wars or whether it's Marvel, whatever. I'm going in like, this is probably going to suck, but I'm going to watch it anyway. And then every now and then, I'm pleasantly surprised. What's your last Disney movie that delivered? Well, I won't, I won't say movie, but I'll say cur- well, currently. So, like, I'm watching Mandalorian, and I like it. Yeah. I like it. And I like what they're doing. And I also, I, you know, we kind of see in between. I, mean, I don't know if you guys, has anybody watched it? Has anybody caught up on Mandalorian? Oh, not, yeah. not the latest season yeah. yet. I don't want to, like, spoil it. Yeah, I only saw the first episode of this season. I'll speak freely, but I don't want to spoil things. Hey, don't spoil things for me. I will. We said spoiler for everybody else out there, but okay, go. So, basically, I mean, this, what we have now is they're, they're setting things up for us to understand why this sequel trilogy happened and like where cloning came in and where palpatine came in and where the first order came from and while i hate i hate the sequels i do i promise you i love the mandalorian and i'll take your explanation i hope they well, kind of we need it because yeah. otherwise it's just oh, palpatine's not dead he didn't fall down a huge shaft yeah. here he is yeah and and then but they're but they're doing a real good job bringing in yeah, the Mandalorians. You catch up. They're bringing in the yeah. Mandalorians. They're bringing them back into the game where yeah. it's like okay, Bo-Katan's still around. She's doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's got the helmet on. She's keeping it on for a minute. And it's like you got you've got my interest. But then if we take it a step further, we have Andor, which was just that in was my phenomenal. opinion was just mm-hmm. they, good. The, that is a perfect example of writing. You know what I liked about Mandalorian? My wife had no interest in Star Wars. None. This happened. You baby in, Yoda. You this put in happened. Baby Yoda, yeah. and everyone wants to watch that never like... And, and he's a guilty pleasure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I'm a 35-year-old man, and I'm like, where is that motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I need him. Like, when he popped up and waved in the ship, I was like, fuck yeah, that's my boy. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't care about is. bounty hunters and yeah. cool guns. Where's yeah, the baby like, green guy? Yeah, the whole the it's whole like, Mandalorian like, this whole Mandalorian squad just had trouble with an alligator, but that's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right. Yonder with is. the center console, the googly guys. Uh, yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we like that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, where I was going when I said the Disney's last hit, I was thinking not Star Wars, not Marvel. As far I was as gonna go movie with, goes. I was gonna like go with Moana. Well, I mean, what? Look, our, those movies, like that kind of stuff, the CG, CGI, like Pixar or whatever. I don't know if it's Pixar. They're I, all Pixar. I just go by soundtracks. That had the last soundtrack They're I enjoyed. All, those movies my... are all great. I mean, those movies are great too. Like I, I'll watch a movie like, oh, the, there's something, uh, what was the one about the 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 kid who died? He, and it's, a, it's, it's Mexican themed, I believe. Oh. oh, Coco. I'm watching this Coco. like, oh, it's, I don't know, something for the, uh, you know, for... The Hispanic folk, and it's great. You know, I love that. You know, you're bringing in cultures and stuff. I watch same thing. 
cry like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's its own. That stuff's its own genre. The shows, though. So we got some because because that's the new thing, right? They're cranking out these shows. And, I'd say yeah. The last hit was probably Andor for me. Andor was yeah. great. Now, Mandalorian will will probably gain mass approval as it has. It's it's doing good so far, and I expect as much. But Andor's writing every week. I watched Andor, and every week I thought, man, somebody actually gave a shit writing these scripts, and it's such a, it was so refreshing, because it was like, and people would be like, oh, it's slow, and it's like, all right, you simple fuck, like, like I get it, yeah. it's, you yeah, know. there's no lightsabers, yeah, all. I'm sorry it's, there's not a lot of TIE, tie fighters, I mean, how many know, people but, out there watch Star Wars for action, that's it, they don't, they don't want to hear, like, like the last episode of Mandalorian, like, people were yeah. falling asleep. Well, the other thing that's happening with these shows like Mandalorian like and Andor that it's like about goddamn time is like you built such a beautiful concept in Star Wars and then did Nothing. nine to ten movies where everything's tied to the same five characters and the same two fucking planets. So we're finally getting a show where it's like, hey, let's check out what's on like this other planet or yes. this well, they other had three planets. Yeah, exactly. and Alderaan. <laughs> and, 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 and so, and so, let's not forget they recycled a lot of ideas. Like, how many Death Stars were there? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, Bill just said it. So, well, yeah, we haven't built a second Titanic. They built four Death Stars. Yeah. Bill just mentioned. Well, to be it. fair, the Force Awakens was literally a New Hope. Oh yeah, just rewritten. Which is why let's I take a New Hope. Let's put a. That's why, controversially, I really like Last Jedi, because at least it did something wildly different. Like, I was like, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> I didn't know where the twists I and turns were coming on this one. I will not Yeah, and it. I mean, in the, in the second one of the series, didn't they just do, like, a, a Endor battle, except on sand? Yeah. I mean, they had walkers, they had speeders, you well, know. I, like, I sent it to you today, Greg. Yeah. Uh, Topher Grace, uh, Eric Foreman of That 70 Show, just... His hobby is re-editing things, and uh, he did he did a re-edit of the prequels at one point where he took all three movies and consolidated it into a single hour and a half long movie without just Jar Jar, about, just about Anakin's descent into the dark side. That was he was like I took out all the tech stuff, I took out all the goofy shit, just told the story. But now the newest thing is that he consolidated all ten movies into a five minute short film that is like did reminds you, you why you love did this. Did you shit. really bring up Jar Jar? <laughs> I wanted to strangle that freaking thing. I I did originally. Have you looked into I'll the fan Jar theory where he's a Sith? Yes. He's the one that started everything. Yep, that, that was one of my favorite. He left their plan. him in charge and he was like, Yep. I dislike Jar Jar. Love it. But I think that Jar Jar just became a very easy target for all of the other problems because yeah. yeah. it's like I'm, I'm more on the fence of explain midi chlorians yeah, and why what, did you need that that's what I mean <laughs> like like the Jar Jar part makes sense to me if he's saying hey I was trying to make a kids movie sure Jar Jar makes sense an hour long meeting about taxes and medicalians is not something you put in a kids movie like there was such a tone yeah, difference in already both. pissed off going into that just because <laughs> Han shot first yeah don't change it around don't make it He's politically a correct for God's and have Greedo sake. shoot and then right. have his head jerked to the side. Yeah. No, Han what shot him because he's an evil guy. Yeah. Yes. My my Han is gangster as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and on the words of my Han is gangster as fuck, mm. I think it's time to end this one. Mm -hmm. yeah. no. Well, Melvin, we thanks for joining, of, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. We got a lot of homework and deep diving to do for next week and see what we come up with for that one. I was in the comic books and watching cartoons. Irredeemable, incorruptible, invincible.
Academy. I read comics and books. Yeah, Marvel. Now my man Arlex put me on the scud. That kiss comic is made with blood. And Squadron Supreme had.